Previously on Fantastic Worlds Podcast. Hurry, get in before the hot defenses activate. Squawk! Andromeda's body convulses, and as usual, her eyes fill with smoky blackness, and her hands clutch into these claw-like forms, and she screams super loud as a horrible cracking noise erupts, and... Inky black wings sprout from her back. Why the F are they not in the <laughs> damn hut yet? The frost giant slices through Argentea and <gasps> you, that way you only take half damage. Anything 30 feet from me that's a cold subtype has to make a will save DC 13. Ooh. Or come under my command. Ooh. Remember this lesson as you pass into your next life. So Abraxas, you shakily walk out to the deck because you're still kind of recovering and you look as these four frost giants are kneeled Mm. out of harm's way waiting for your commands. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our first Fantastic Worlds Fun Drive. I am Dustin, your game dad. Uh, I'm Abby. I play Pippa. And this is Angel, the your favorite werewolf wrangler. Uh, this is Jess. I play Andromeda. And this is Logan playing everyone's favorite stick-up-the-butt Buon. Oh, the stick-up-the-butt. <laughs> <laughs> With the giant bunny. Oh, yeah. They're there, too. (laughs) Uh, We are coming to you as a group for our first time doing a group intro. Yay! Yay! We have a very special month happening. As many of you have probably heard by this point, we have now become an officially licensed podcast with Paizo, which is so exciting, and we could not have done that without you, and we really appreciate it. Well, uh, with that said, we are hoping to start a biannual tradition uh, wherein we do some special content for all of our fans and pals, and we're calling it the Fantastic Fun Drive. Fantastic Fund, to pronounce it a little harder, because really it hit is that fun, D. but more than anything, it's it's about that D for dinero, fund. Mm. Um, <laughs> Good save. No, I'm kidding, guys. Um, <laughs> she's not kidding. We want to talk now a little bit about the p- benefits of becoming a patron of mm. our fine podcasting mm. empire. Yes. <laughs> yes. The podcasting empire we are hoping to build. Join the dark side. Yes. There are so many, <laughs> many benefits to becoming a Patreon member, uh, not the least of which is you make it so that we can keep producing our primary show reign of winter but the biggest and like i think what's the most exciting for all of us biggest patreon reward uh is that at the six dollar level you will get access to a whole new podcast we're doing a whole second podcast y'all we're doing the extinction curse adventure path for pathfinder 2e so we're giving that a test drive and yeah we're going to be releasing a new episode of that every three weeks 
Coming up at the $12 level, have you had some fantastic, amazing names thrown about in your brain? Well, then you have the opportunity to name an enemy or NPC character in the adventure paths that we campaign through. You can really make it a tongue twister so that Dustin has a really hard time saying it. And at the next level, at $26, you could join a feast for the senses at the $26 level. You could experience a symphony of perfect combinations as you dive into the playground of flavors, textures, and aromatics that will leave you wanting more. You'll get everything at the previous level. In addition, you'll get some exclusive FWP merch. Now, who doesn't like loot? I know we like loot here, right, guys? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And gals. <laughs> so get in on that sweet, sweet loot. I don't forget to get those fat loots ever. Uh, all about the loots. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would totally join is at the loot level automatically <laughs> right there. Speaking of loot, uh, at the $50 level, we have a monthly loot box where each of us give a little bit of something that we send to anybody at that level. Our last and first loot box had some very interesting items in it. For example, I included a embroidered Camp Baba Yaga patch to, you know, be used however you wish to use it. Right, and I wrote a story about how Pippa got her revenge on Mrs. Staffordshire, which, if you recall, was the snotty tea shop owner where Pippa first met Buon. That one actually got a little mm-hmm. bit away from me uh, because it was at six pages last count. So I'm going to be doling <laughs> that one out in installments. And uh, who knows where it'll go, where it'll end up. And you will have to join this Patreon level to find out how exactly Pippa got her revenge. And if you yourself like getting away with pen and paper, I've included a sweet Camp Baba Yaga Heralds of Summer Return Edition, obviously. Notepad full of wonderful blank pages for you to draw, sketch, doodle, and do all that fun, fun, fun stuff. Maybe some FWP fan art. Oh, yes, please. (laughs) Draw it in your notebook. Please do that. This is a little self-serving, but we really would appreciate it if you would use the notebook that Angel gave you to draw us some fan art. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> Hashtag yoga abraxis. <laughs> yes, yoga braxis. Yes, we need that. Yoga braxis. <laughs> Gosh. We're all thirsty for abraxis too. Uh anyways, I included mm. a nice I I also own this die. It's probably my favorite metal die that I own. So we're twins now. Um <laughs> it's a beautiful diehard die that I adore and it's it's got that uh, iridescent multicolored thing going on and it's real has a nice heft. It's called scorched metal. It's called scorched metal, says Justin. <laughs> <laughs> I love it and you will too. Um for my contribution to the exclusive monthly loot box, I drew a picture of Cuneho, everyone's favorite psychopomp Rabbit Eidolon, uh, chain to Buon. Uh, if you still have not Googled who Orville Peck is, I, you were able to see exactly what that looks like on the mask. I made them fluffy and intimidating, and I think I showed it to everyone else here so they can attest. They look dope. It, they look it's super dope. so good. <laughs> it was a lot Quite of fun. Fetch. 
Super fetch. <laughs> so, <laughs> so fetch. So fetch. fetch. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's been like 15 years. We're <laughs> <laughs> and it's, still it still hasn't happened. So <laughs> now's the time. I'm going to make it happen. Well, shit. I'm a child. <laughs> I, hello, fellow teens. No. Hello. The, the, <laughs> Are you a cool mom, Jess? I'm a cool mom. God. <laughs> We can't go on a Mean Girls tangent for 10 minutes. Basically. No, let's cut it off here. Cut it off here. No. But if you do want to play a Mean Girls RPG, (gasps) TTRPG, um, if you pay me $100, (laughs) I would fully write and GM that for you. That's our our dessert course, our $100 per month. We know that's that's a pretty uh, tall order, so... We don't expect many of you to be joining at that level. But if you do, you absolutely can get a Mean Girl GM, uh, uh, a Mean Girls RPG GM'd for you by one of us. And kind of a Mean Girl GM. Uh, and kind yeah. of a Mean Girl GM. Most of us are Mean Girls. Yeah. I can verify you are all Mean Girls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just Sorry. Out, I'm just throwing this out there. A Sailor Moon TTRPG does exist in oh, official oh one. yes or just a straight old fashioned starfinder or pathfinder oh, that game would be actually, we'd all be down oh that'd be so good too i was trying to convince them not to, to do the, the, mean star, the starfinder game <laughs> <laughs> we'll just bring mean girls to space oh. mean girls in space yes. <laughs> as a sort of extra enticement a little extra treat little extra incentive Anyone who joins our Patreon at the $6 tier or above this month will be entered into a contest to win a very nice set of metal die uh, from Die Hard Dice, the best dice company all around. I don't know if they'll be the same glorious scorched metal color as came in the loot box, but they will be metal dice and they will be great. And if you join our Patreon this month, you will get entered to win one. A set. Not just one die. You'll get a whole set. (laughs) (laughs) And And that will be a contest that we will be doing every month for at least the next six months. There's so many more exciting contests, activities that we're planning to roll out onto social media. So just hit up our Twitter, hit up our Instagram, hit up anywhere where you get information and you could score some cool loot or your own Mean Girls in Space character (laughs) design. Yes. I think that's going to have to be my next loot box contribution as a mean girl in space. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Don't even sub to me. Uh, But I want that so badly. I know. Now I need to figure out. I would pay you $50 myself. (laughs) Oh, my God. Jess, we're going to we're going to collaborate on that one. Collabo. It's necessary. Um, Speaking of announcing on social medias. Uh, We will also be posting our Twitch schedule, which we're going to ramp back up. You know, I used to do two times a week when things were a little slower in my life, but uh, I've had to taper off a lot and there was a big chunk of time where we stopped entirely, but we're bringing it back in a big way for this month. We're going to do as many streams as we can two times a week for me and two times a week for Dustin as well. Um, so that's four freaking streams per week and potentially more. I can't make any promises, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try hey, and Jess, get that at sounds extreme. Huh? <laughs> ah, Angel, don't Ew. You care. Ew. <laughs> Boo. Carlos. Oh. Carlos. Oh. This is great. <laughs> I, you know, this... <laughs> 
<laughs> what a Magic good sampling of our <laughs> campaign. Oh my god, too many ideas I'm, floating around. Oh god, I'm trying so hard not to derail right now. Anyway, uh, it's my turn to talk again. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, shut up! It's Abby's turn. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> oh my god so now i got to do my favorite jenna maroney line shut up four as a 10 is speaking <laughs> i love i love 30 rocks so much <laughs> how did i not know this oh my god it's the runaway train it's the best jenna it's the best jenna maroney line that has ever existed <laughs> I, I think it is yeah <laughs> she had out of many good lines that she, she does oh. so many good lines out of so many because like every line of hers is good but uh, that's that's by far my favorite. But anyway, uh, if you want more of this good, good banter and good, good content, uh, we are go- at, in a very candid, unstructured, uh, just us being ourselves kind of way. We're going to be doing a special Twitch on May 13th. We're all going to play a Jackbox game uh, or something. 6 p.m. PST or, you know, 9 p.m. if you're me and live on the East Coast uh, or... I'm not really going to do time zones for anywhere else in the world. But anyway, that's going to be when we're going to do it. And it's going to sound a lot like this because we're terrible and Mm -hmm. the best. So I think that ends this train wreck. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I was going to contradict you, but no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for sticking with us. Our official launch, our official two years as a public podcast is two years ago, uh, but our two years in August. However, we have been working on this for way longer, and this is actually when we started recording. So uh, this has been a long time coming. Thank you, Paizo, for trusting us with your license and allowing us to use it to do Reign of Winter and the Extinction Curse and wherever fun adventures we might go from there. Uh, Thank you to our wonderful listeners. Listeners, we really love you. And, um, you know, if you haven't yet, visit us on Discord. We love talking to you all and we love uh, hearing what, you know, you think, good, bad, or neutral, uh, as most of the members are in when it comes to their characters on this show. <laughs> With that, I am going to announce episode 74 Buck and a Bobble. What did you mean by subtype? Do you mean like our character subtype? Do you mean. Personal. You as a human or being, me as or, a human being, or your character, or both. You know. Well, I mean, Pippa doesn't have a subtype, which is why I was. You could, you know, say what it would be if, because like nope. for Andromeda, I know for sure it would be undead. She also has that bloodline. I mean, she was born. She was still right. born. Not to bring it to a dark place straight away, but <laughs> yeah, halflings are a subtype, <laughs> as you do. I have a suggestion for Abby's subtype. Oh, me as a person. Yes, cat what? folk. Cat folk? Yeah. Well, if we're oh. talking about subtypes, those are things like Aeon or Agathian or Angel. Because halflings are a humanoid. It's humanoid and then subtype halfling subtype. Oh, oh yeah. So true. I guess, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's Pippa's. That's Pippa's subtype. My, my subtype as like a me person. I mean, I don't know. You know, I want to say dragon subtype. Oh, awesome. <laughs> One of my coworkers is walking around telling everybody what their Patronus would be. He was he was he was like guessing all of our Patronuses. Oh. He told me dragon, so Oh, legit then. So that's pretty legit. So I'm gonna go with that. I don't have any reasons why outside of I like dragons. I I would say as a DM and as a person, I would say, yeah, I would I might probably go a little bit into dragon because I can be 
I can be a little obsessive with knowledge and information and gathering of stuff. Um, I don't know anybody. Anyone looks at my computer. I have it meticulously organized in, of information that I collect. I still have information. I still have all the stuff I created when I was in like sixth grade on my computer, like all my projects and everything. And it's all organized. Um, I would also say maybe a little bit of a clockwork subtype. Mm, uh, I was just thinking that. Uh, and there was other one other one. Oh, probably a little Kitsune subtype. I can be a little mischievous and I can also be a little tricksy when I want to be. So although that is something I try not to go into too much. What about you, Angel? Oh, I had just missed. Okay, well, Abraxas is humanoid with the uh Shape changer subtype, obviously. And which subtype? <laughs> which no? Hell no! <laughs> um, I'm the only one that doesn't have the subtype. I was just oh, here it is. It's called inevitable subtype. So huh. from the last episode, I was just scrolling through the different ones. Uh, inevitables are construct like outsiders built by axiomites to enforce law. And nah, this is just kind of like a tip of the hat to my other my my day job. Um, as far as I'm built to uh, uh, not enforce law, but they had a bureaucracy subtype, so I went with this one, the in- inevitable. And what it, you had a, like on your what are your profiles at once that you were like Agent Thirteen of bureaucracy or something like that? I did not <laughs> want to tell people where I work, so I put the central bureaucracy as my place of work, and then as my position, I would just use the grades like bureaucrat grade thirteen. And anytime I'd promote, I would just uh, decrease the number. <laughs> so I'd go from like thirty nine to twenty if I got a promotion. Uh, I forget what I have on there now. I Good old Futurama it. reference. Love that. Bureaucrat. That's so Grade crazy. 1.0. <gasps> 1.0. But yeah, that's the one I looked at <laughs> and I thought was funny. So I picked that one. I could see Angel dancing in a room full of records, sorting them happily. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. With a Calypso beat sorting stuff. That's what I go with. What about you there, Jess? Oh, for me personally, I mean, it's all the like weird outsider ones like i definitely have like sasquatch subtype <laughs> sure uh awesome. protein oni uh great old one that's all me <laughs> <laughs> mythic <laughs> mythic because i'm so i can astonish <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I i desperately want somebody to say they're the ooze subtype <laughs> <laughs> oh that's me too yeah i i, I, pay, I just an ooze. ooze as well Ooze also works for Jess. Um, for Andromeda, I mean, we're going to keep that a little bit redacted. But, you know, Undead, I think, like I said, because she does now drink blood. <laughs> <laughs> and I also yes. gave away that she uh, was stillborn. So that's her situation. And then, like, Nightshade probably is in the similar, you know. See, uh, witch. Maybe witch subtype. Who knows? But... Um, yeah, the other one is redacted. <laughs> <laughs> what about you there, uh, Logan? Uh, well, for Buon, I would definitely, there. like, it has a Herald subtype, so, mm. I mean, he, he mm. believes himself to be Herald, so Herald fits. Um, and then obviously Elf, because that makes sense. Um, <laughs> the other ones are, like, just possibly redacted, slash, I couldn't nearly <laughs> find it. Uh, but there's also a Psychopomp. Uh, subtype. So that would obviously be Kuneho, but a psychopunk. Psychopomp. Psychopomp. 
it's oh. the it's the race that um Kuneho is. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I got really excited. Oh yeah, we're, I have yeah, no idea psycho. what a psychopunk would be, but I'm <laughs> cool. Like I switched it out race. <laughs> it's my new class. <laughs> um, <laughs> psychopunk now. <laughs> Uh, but for me personally, I was just looking at everything, and I think I I kind of went with Angel like for my day job. I picked oh. uh, Kami actually, uh, and the Kami one it's like a protector. Hmm. So like yes. it's a race of native outsiders who serve to protect what they refer to as wards, animals, plants, objects, and even locations from being harmed or dishonored. All Kamis are outsiders within the native subtype. Kami possesses the following blah blah. But yeah, I don't know. I see myself as taking care of wards this speaks to your um ego because kami literally means god in i Japanese. wasn't going to reference <laughs> sure, that, i mean that's where i, I knew went that. first i knew that but i wasn't gonna say that <laughs> i know you know it but you weren't saying nothing were you <laughs> no but but i mean really like i handle a lot of people in my day job and make sure that they're on the right paths and i put a lot of heart into their well-being so sometimes mm. it feels like I just give too much and but I I take care of them. I protect them. I hurt That's when they hurt. And I'm That's happy a very when they to say. Yeah. I'm gonna call I you hurt Kami-sama. when they hurt and I'm happy when they're happy and when they Aww. succeed it makes me feel even better. Awesome. So you're a benevolent god. Yeah. Except yeah. when I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> a shepherd, he really children are our future and Yeah. There's definitely been some times where I have exploded and uh they don't lighting the path. <laughs> let's just say that it's gone down in history amongst them, and they uh, like to bring it up in fear. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's better that they fear you. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> Lead by fear, and make up the rest later. You. Yeah. No, I'm a softy. I'm too patient with them sometimes. <sighs> so, how did you all like playing with the hut? Loved it. Ten out of ten. Great. Good stuff. Need four more. Uh, yes. <laughs> yep. We should each have one. One um, hut six, per character. Yeah. Five, five more. Or yeah. like Voltron, it should be able to break itself into four different huts. <laughs> um, and then we should be able to reform it as needed yes. for like mm-hmm. the big stuff. <laughs> it felt like Dustin, that was like, this is your guys' reward. I feel like you were the most excited to get to this part. You seem very excited about the hut, Dustin. So back to you. How did you feel about getting to the <laughs> hut battle section? Honestly, I was fun. To, it was fun to see your reaction to the eight frost giants. I didn't. Oh, for some God. reason, my brain did not calculate how scary that would be until I actually prodded in front of you all, and then I realized, holy God, this is this is eight frost giants. That's yeah. scary. That was pretty scary, especially since you all bounded out, and I had no way of predicting how that was going to end up like i didn't know how abraxas was going to take those hits uh frost giants are scary giant period are scary against the small folk so to speak so i thought that was a very interesting way and there's the and there's also this piece i am learning about all of you because i try to throw everything i can at you all now i'm not necessarily an expert strategist so there's a lot to go with along there but uh, you guys are really good at strategy. You can think of things on your feet and you continuously surprise me with what you do. So um, what I thought was a big, scary battle ended up being something you all handled very well. You know, that being said, the the previous battle with the Nightmare Dream, that battle, I really thought one of you were going to die, if not two. And you all kept throwing out 
a strategy that worked against me really well. And I kept trying to beat it and kept trying to counter it. And you had a counter for almost every piece of everything I threw at, out at you. So that that's a, my hats off to you. I think that's what I'm enjoying more than anything. I think the item I have enjoyed most in the entire campaign, however, is the Migris box. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, she'll come back. <laughs> oh man, I gotta look up. A, I gotta. I've got the. I've gotta read the rules about when I get my cat back. It's basically the next day. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so. She's currently uh, consuming herself oh. in her box. <laughs> it's I, <laughs> great. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> that's that's what I'm gonna say. My weekend plans are every week now. I'm just gonna <laughs> consume myself in my box. <laughs> <laughs> hey Jess, any big plans this weekend? Oh, you know, just consuming my around. own corpse inside my <laughs> box, as one does. As one does. That's just such an Adams family response. It's <laughs> one of the me. abilities you get when you come out as queer. I, I feel like the Migris <laughs> box was actually made for Adams family. Like, oh I, sure, that would ab- that's absolutely <gasps> in their mansion somewhere. I mean, as a child, I was frequently compared to Wednesday Adams, so (laughs) I can really see that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But but it it was fun to like I I I saw this last you know when I read this I did see this and I mentioned this I don't know if on the recording or off the recording but I kind of felt like this was your all of your rewards for making to the hut you have gone through a year of very tough battles and very hard fought victories and so it was kind of fun to have this ba- almost guaranteed victory the hut was healing enough that it was going down health very slowly and it was just kind of sitting back you all could have sat in the room and drank tea probably for the entire battle and still won it uh it would have been close well maybe not no i think actually if you just let the hut off to onto its own it would have not survived but uh getting to getting to play with the hut definitely made it more fun it was fun. And, uh, you know, for a team of of all casters, we are not doing too bad <laughs> so far. No one's well, done. I would say Abraxas is more on the, he's a frontline fighter. He's pretty much frontline well, fighter. Just two levels in with fighter, though. Yeah, he's mostly a true. <laughs> I'm a mixed martial class. <laughs> The damage reduction really is the tipping point that gives him that edge because damn. Yeah, I, I would say he was a druid that focused on martial abilities a lot more than probably other druids could have. You know, wouldn't you say that? Right. But, I'm, yep. but we just we don't have like a straight up tanky fighter, though, is my point. True yeah. It's what makes it fun. Like all, all of us multi-classed a little bit to give us some martial abilities, but but our predom- our primary class is still caster. What happens is the hut realizes that it's no longer in danger, and it de-escalates and powers down and lays back down on the ground. And in front of you, you see four frost giants kneeling, waiting for Braxis's next command. How are all you doing, and what are you all going to do next? I've been healing. Yeah. Everybody. <laughs> I gave a bunch of hit points to, you know, Kuneho and Buon and Angel. So we were doing that on the in the off camera time, but I think that's all been very like tense and and upsetting because, you know, Andromeda gets upset every time anyone is hurt. So she's like really distressed and has just been focusing on healing. 
So now she's kind of like getting a moment to catch her breath and is just exhausted. I mean, she also <laughs> took a really fat hit. That was nearly half my hit points. Oh, damn. Um, Yeah. So I healed myself a bunch too, meaning the wand is very depleted because I was really far down as well. Um, So we were all just like bloody and panting <laughs> and like, I think sweating, like that cold sweat you get when you're just, yeah, ex- exhausted. I bet we're feeling like that. <laughs> How are you do- all doing on uh, healing wands? Because I know you stocked up, but you've been using them like crazy. Yeah. Well, I, mine has two charges left, to be oh, honest. Snap. And then remember, when he gave Andromeda the wand, hers was at 50. It was completely mm-hmm. unused. It, that was his backup wand, but he gave it to her because she's the only other uh, party member that can use it. So when she started using it, was it just Early last, recently. Recently, it was, it was a full wand. Mm-hmm. So having to dip into it. Because it's a cure light, which, you know, it's its minimum as it gets. Mm-hmm. Um, well, when she said it was nearly depleted, I just thought, figured maybe it has, like, very little charges on it. I shouldn't oh. say nearly depleted. I, I should say uh, I forgot it was at, it was 50 charges. I thought it was only 40. So it's probably down to, like, 35 charges now, which is still quite good. But, you know. <laughs> and I know we've been keeping some potions in reserve and using the wand just because it's, like, the smallest heals we can get and saving our potions like the moderates for when we really need them let's hope peppa gets teleported at some point because there isn't too many places to buy magical items in in this land i'll put that on my list so after the kind of the the craziness calms down and and everybody is healed up again abraxas you look out the window and you see the four kneeling frost giants and there is not any sound for the most part happening around you so you see some of the snow moving across the way and then you also could see the long beards of the two male frost giants and the braids of the female frost giants moving in the wind and they just sit silent waiting for your command who amongst you is the best hunter that one of the the frost giants in the middle has taken over leadership now that Nyx has been murdered and squashed underneath Baba. It's it's like the Wizard of Oz house house is now sitting on top of Nyx, yes. and you see these two feet curled out from underneath the house. This frost giant is probably the second in command. Uh, stands up and goes, Nemea is a best hunter, and points over to the one on the far left. Then you. Bring us meat. Bring us a buck or two. But we must fill our larders. Off with you. Uh, and Nemea rises and starts moving into the forest. Which of you is the wisest? I would say that was probably the one that stood up. I am. Then you come forth and consult. Abraxas will point to Buon. Provide my companion the information we need regarding this land. Uh, and so he walks over and you want information. The remaining two, you will spread the word that we that come in this hut are not to be trifled with. If you are allies, then you are in good company. But if you ally yourselves as our enemies, you will meet the same fate. Spread the word. And they have this look of fear in their eyes, and they both take off and disappear into the woods. He holds a hand steadily against the either the doorway or the porch, 
as the healing magic is still kind of reknitting probably his innards. <laughs> and oh, he's at full strength, but he dropped... Dude, you dropped me to 12 hit points out of 69. Holy shit. So I went down... I didn't go down, but I'm sure there was some bones crushing that are re-knitting. So he doesn't want to show weakness in front of these things, so he just kind of grips and stares at him. And he's in hybrid form, so with his wolfy, wolfy face. Uh, take your commands from uh, Buon. Uh, answer his questions. And with that, he's going to go back into the hut and just have a seat to kind of have a moment. <laughs> so what you say to you is you're probably not going to continue your adventure tonight. You're probably going to go in and rest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Besides, you got to get Argentina back. Oh, gosh. Yeah, no, he he definitely needs to sit down. He's He definitely needed the healing. He'll give Andromeda a wink as he's just kind of sitting down and <laughs> just taking it easy for him for a bit. So, Buon, you see this giant hovering over you, waiting for you to for you to talk to it. Yeah, so Buon was just watching placidly, just taking everything in, and he pulls out um, a different journal than the one that he's been pulling out before. He has so many blank journals. He's, he knows exactly which one to pull out. And so he just turns to the frost giant and what is your name? My name is Flever. Flever, answer me. What do you know about this land? Answer truthfully. Well, this land is my land. This land is your land. Cut the bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This land is large, cold, and vegetative. Anything of note? Any civilization in the surrounding area of note? There is a centaur encampment to the west. I knew it. We stay far away from them as they like yeah. to take us down. Sounds like information we can use. What else? And uh, Kuneho kind of like just looms behind Buon. There are many here who hate those who serve Baba Yaga. You will die here. And who hates Baba Yaga? And as this happens, Kuneho like leans forward so the fringes of his mask kind of and like cover up Buwan's face a little bit. You kind of get a sense of like, why is he asking this? I don't think there is anybody who likes Baba Yaga in these lands. Unhelpful, but <laughs> thank you. Uh, is there anything else you can tell us that is helpful? I'm good at sewing. <laughs> Give him a bunch of our, our gear. Fetch this up. Can you sew back together creatures? Okay. nah she's gonna take she'll knit herself back together she's good (laughs) yeah uh buon he feels in charge of flever and i'm assuming i'm the only one out on the porch right now probably yeah oh my gosh yeah buon is uh he's wrestling with what to do (laughs) he's like lift me up and give me a piggyback ride (laughs) well well no he's like I don't know, should should he strike down this giant for the pain that oh, it's caused? Or should I listen to, or should I just, like, technically I'm not in control right now. Abraxas gave me control, so I don't know. He is conflicted, and uh, Kuneho is going to rear back its head so Buon's face is not covered anymore. And Buon will just say, 
wait out here. The two of them will return back inside the hut. He chooses not to hurt Flever. I was about to say, they're pretty easy to kill at this point. They're down to like 20 hit points. I was thinking that. I was like, I could just snap the neck with Kuneho. I don't know. But um, Buon comes inside and he'll all the information that I just received, he will, he will disperse. Yeah, but he, then he'll look straight at Abraxas and say, what are we to do with Flever? I was thinking we'd send them back with a similar message. Um, I can, the magics that have controlled him, uh, things of cold fall under my domain. I have control over this creature for four more days, so we can have a champion travel with us. Uh, I could send it again to warn things not to interfere with us here. Uh, if we have any other questions needed to scout, are we not looking for... Uh, you know, he puts his claws to his hand as he's trying to remember... Uh, aren't we looking for a dragon's horde? A. Uh, remind me, we are something called us here for keys. He yells outside, Collect the belongings of the fallen and lay them in front of the hut. Solid choice. Yeah, he will wink at Pippa. <laughs> <laughs> she grins at him. Flever goes and collects all the things and lays it out in the... Loot the bodies per our custom. <laughs> <laughs> the customs of my people. Not werewolves, but adventurers. If I might offer an opinion about what to do with your friends, Abraxas. Uh, please, please do. I think we should hang on to them for at least another couple days. We don't know where we are. We don't... Aside from the centaur encampment, we don't really know what other attacks might be leveled against us here. You're pretty badly hurt. And uh, I think we need them posted outside for protection and potentially to be used as guides. We should potentially, I don't know, send them away, very far away, right when, I don't know, you're starting to feel your control slipping. But I think we need them for now. That is wise counsel. As he starts stuffing his face too, and he's a, that's how you heal, eat. <laughs> oh, we could have saved on the wands and he could have just chowed down on the... Damn it, that's a lot of meat. Man. <laughs> well, we could still... Yeah, well. <laughs> I mean, there's still a lot of blood out there if Andromeda wants to go <laughs> Well, it's around. probably been more than a minute, so I don't think I'm licking up any blood right now. Oh, fair. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Buon leans forward and um, he looks at everyone and says, this, this is a good idea, but... I am worried that we are keeping our enemies strong, those who have wished us harm. I don't think sending them away is enough at the end. But I am but one voice. I will concede to the greater arrangement. Just voicing. That's a practical concern. I'll leave it up to the group, but I don't think I could kill something that, or someone that's not actively trying to hurt me at the moment. I just don't have it in me, I don't think. If it is a lack of executioner, I do not mind. I would also be fine taking that role. And she nods at Buon. <laughs> yeah. We hold hands. <laughs> we hold hands. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm sorry>. Friendship. <laughs> you kill the weirdest relationship, you realize you that. You kill someone too? Oh my god, yes. Yes, we oh have no problem with murder. I've already judged them guilty. This is just bunch of murderers. Yeah, I'm gonna give the greatest weight, I think, to 
whatever Abraxas is comfortable with. Of course. Of course. Of course, Moon Brother. Well, this power comes from the cold itself. I. It gives me command and influence over them. I'm loath to use the ability to harm them while they have no free will. I have to temper this ability. If I so choose, I could send these individuals to slaughter their loved ones in their sleep, and it have no choice but to obey. Uh, that itself is strategy, would it not? I would loathe to do so, unless the will of the world commanded it. Uh, again, we have some time. Having them guard us for two days seems strategically sound. We are an unknown land. I've already lowered my defenses. Uh, and <laughs> that did not uh, end well for me. You know, he's still kind of wiping blood off of his fur. So uh, I say we keep them close by for at least two days. And we can revisit this conversation later. But I'm, I'm, I'm loath to destroy these things when they have no free will. Luan's eyes will flicker of the pink of the aurora. Do not let this burden crush you. And then he'll just tend to Kuneho. As you all are finishing up, Nemea returns. She brings two bucks, but then she also has something tied behind her. And you hear a cluck, cluck, cluck as hooves are hitting the floor as she has captured a young centaur boy. <gasps> oh. 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 They took a little liberties with the hunt. Ooh, they we have a, like with foul, the, a foal? A foal? Right? Foal, I guess. A yeah, is it a kid yeah, or a, a foal? Centaur foal? Or both? I beg your forgiveness. Uh, the centaur tried to attack me, and uh, since you did not order me to kill it, the only thing I could do was capture it and bring it back with me. Oh, that's unexpected. Um, <laughs> he'll look to the party. He's like, oh, God, whoops. That was uh, not what I had planned. How young is this? I would say 16. Okay, so not like a child child. Proto-adult. But the age at which it would get itself into trouble kind of age. Attacking a frost giant. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds like a teenager. That registers. (laughs) Same page. Sounds like a teenager. Yep, that sounds like a teenager idiotically attacking Mm. a frost giant. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) (laughs) No offense, kid. (laughs) Speaking from experience, this is exactly what a teenager would do. Let me talk to him teen to teen. No, (laughs) teen to teen. (laughs) Andromeda literally goes, uh, let him go. Yes, uh, uh, release the child. And both of you stand guard on either side of this hut. Uh, Our apologies, young one. Do you speak common? Uh, Luther or Sylvan. I'll try Sylvan. As Abraxas is the opposite of Buon, it only knows two languages. You're either common or Sylvan or Druid, but he doesn't like speaking that in front of y'all civilians because it's secret. The centaur is standing between the two frost giants and he thinks about running away, but realizes it would probably take nothing but one movement for the giants to slice him down. He starts talking in what you understand as Iobarian, Buon. Buon will uh, continue to act as translator. It's. I'm so glad you're here. Oh, God, I know. Braxis oh. is speaking, but um, you will notice that the way Buon is translating, it's more clipped. The young centaur responds, Why are these frost giants not attacking me? Why are they not attacking you? You should run, hide! They obey. Oh, he'll switch into man form just to be less 
scary, I guess. And as you do that, the centaur sees this and falls on his equivalent of doing a, a pratfall, just falls down in shock and starts backing away. We, we mean no harm. We're travelers to your realm and these giants uh, are enslaved by magic. They will do no harm. He very cautiously looks up at the two giants that are towering over him and stands up slowly. You two salute this young foal. <laughs> at attention. The two giants stand at attention and salute at the young centaur, and all of a sudden the centaur stands up and and feels a little more confident. They go, See, they, they are perfectly safe. Get your amongst friends. I'm going to assume that Buwans is translating yeah. all this stuff as it's yeah. happening. <laughs> That way we're not, not. That way we're not talking about. Well, Buon said. I say. I, <laughs> yeah. I say this, yep. and then Buon yeah. says this. And the then only, <laughs> the only thing I will say is that if there is some juicy information that I feel like Buon will keep to himself, I will let you know. But otherwise, he's, okay. <laughs> he is just translating. Like, who's that super sexy were creature? <laughs> oh, no. Buon yeah. shares that. <laughs> keep no. your teenage <laughs> no. lust to yourself. Gross. <laughs> is this Baba Yaga's hut? I've heard of legends, but never seen it and it looks around and it's kind of fearful but at the same time very interested Andromeda raises both her arms as if to say here it is (laughs) (laughs) yes isn't it magnificent (laughs) would you like to come inside it's warmer roll a diplomacy check I got an 18 in my diplomacy check which I got a plus 10 so 28 holy Holy shit I'm diplomatic as fuck baby damn Team has moved into friendly, so to speak. Feels very comfortable around all you. Still not comfortable around the frost giants, but you know. Fortunately, they're not on the inside of the hut. As he goes inside, you see that the loot from the frost giants is neatly laid out in front of you. I will bring in. What meat did they bring in also? She got you two bucks and a boar. I'll bring in a buck, and then what's the most interesting thing in the pile? Uh, you do at most of it's pretty standard equipment, chain shirts, giant axes, all giant size, of course. You do find this small glass bauble with a small tree inside that's wrapped up in a bag and like heavily protected with hay. I'll bring that in. So it's I'll bring in the buck and the ornament. I'll bring that in. I'll okay. uh, drop the bauble off with Pippa and then keep dragging the buck to the kitchen area. Uh, and which Zorka very claps a little bit, goes, ah, this is what will be fun, and gets out her knives, and you see these two giant butcher knives, and she just starts busting into the buck, breaking it down like no problem. Um, Buon's going to hold out his hand to Andromeda, and be like, shall we? To cast Detect Magic on the bobble. I'm assuming you hold my hand, little one. Yes. It does Detect <laughs> Wonder Term's power activate. <laughs> I will never uh, get over that. <laughs> Uh, so it is a globe of blizzard. Uh, tiny white crystals hang suspended in, in a clear fluid inside this fist-sized glass bowl, which contains a miniature scene of leafless trees in a snow-covered landscape. Shaking the globe, a move action activates it and causes the crystals to fly wildly about the globe, taking on the appearance of a mad snowstorm for 1d6 minutes until they settle back down. Shattering an activated globe creates raging blizzard conditions in a two-mile radius centered on the location where the globe is shattered. In this area, temperatures drop below freezing, winds blow at over 50 miles per hour, and heavy snow falls. It takes about 10 minutes for the blizzard to form, and the conditions last for one hour before dissipating, at which point 
normal weather conditions in the area return. Once set shattered, the, the globe of blizzards is destroyed. It's like a anti-nuke. It's weird. Yeah. Well, that's super neat. Meanwhile, the centaur is just sitting there. To Adelina's thumbs. Is he sitting? No, he's standing there. Okay. What is your name, young colt? My name is Perian, son of Korok. Proud member of my centaur clan. Cool. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. that's pretty neato burrito. Buon's not interjecting his <laughs> thoughts. He, he's just translating. He's a little miffed at how things are turning out. He feels like the giants should be taken care of. They should not stick around after their use is done. He want to kill it a giant. Even into the world. But, but he is going to respect the wishes of everyone else, especially his moon brother. You should kill those guys. They suck. They do suck. It's true. They do suck. Jump off a cliff. But a one that would cause you damage. <laughs> they jump off a cliff and it's only like knee, knee high. <laughs> If, yeah, trip it's off a, a giant. Cliff. It doesn't mean the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, he finds the smallest cliff. Oh, Bre- yeah, Brex is in the kitchen. He, he is, like, the room. Now we have two speakers, basically, mm. so he knows. Yeah. Andromeda's trying um, to help in the kitchen. <laughs> Aw, she's doing a bad job. All the awkward, all the awkward ones are in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Andromeda, uh, this is what I like to do is just get this little rosemary. You just want to rub it in and a little sprinkle here. And uh, let's uh, let's make a glaze. Ooh, sounds fun. <laughs> so Abraxas is dadding her in the kitchen. Yeah. He's like, wow, he's so trustworthy now. <laughs> now that she's not a witch, it's time to share the secret recipes. We're pals now, yeah. <laughs> love, yeah. love to be there someday. <laughs> do do a little sauce on her nose. Boop. <laughs> you throw a flower oh, at each other. Boop. <laughs> Oh, this is so much fun. I hope this isn't the human flower. <laughs> you get a little in your mouth. Oh, oh, it tastes so good. <laughs> it feels so wrong, but it tastes so good. <laughs> Not like a breakfast hasn't had a mouthful of human before. Human <laughs> like, yeah. oh. <laughs> So you'd recognize it is what you're saying. Oh, Jesus. Holy Toledo. He's had some human bones before. Oh, yeah. Woo. You nasty. I'm just imagining Zorka, like, trying to, like, enter into this fun. So she'll, like, throw a flower on herself. (laughs) 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 She's like, look, you got me too. We're we're like, who cares about the centaur? All the fun's in the kitchen. (laughs) Fun's in the kitchen. The adults are dealing with a teenager. I cared about him up until I realized I couldn't talk to him directly. (laughs) Then I was like, I don't want a translator. (laughs) Pippa and Buon, you hear raucous laughter coming out of the kitchen. And every once in a while, you just see a puff of dust like fly through the door somehow. (laughs) Pippa rolls her eyes, but it's a very fond expression. She's really happy that Abraxas is feeling just better about the whole situation. And he'll poke his head out every once in a while because it's like, well, I got to keep an eye on Pippa too. So he'll just pop out, look around, <laughs> survey the room and pop his head back into the kitchen. Like, I'm watching you. If Buon's still up for translating, then Parian, what do you eat? Are you hungry? I could eat. All right. Well, she's like eyeballing his horse part. You're not a vegetarian, right? Huh, no. Who eats vegetables? All right. Buon will send Kuneho to like just get like a smattering, like a charcuterie board out from the kitchen. <laughs> Presents on the table. Uh, uh, Braxis, Kuneho arrives at the door and just stares at you all holding out his hands. 
A carrot? He just pushes a carrot towards it. It's very <laughs> no face. Uh, 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 <laughs> um, I'm spirited away. <laughs> but they don't put together a random assortment yeah. of, okay, there's a carrot, there's uh, some meat, there's an insect leg. Oh, I still have a crow head. Um, fairy arm, uh, cheese, and mushrooms. So it's a basically random crap and puts it... And- Can you draw this sometime? I want to see a charcuterie board arranged Abraxas style oh, with like a crow okay, head. Yes. And- it's going to look like cow tools by... <laughs> yeah. Oh my just god. Just random crap. Put it on a platter. Just push it. There you yep. go, buddy. That fey arm, by the way, is so rancid at this point. Uh, he'll he'll cast purify food and drink on it just to give it a nice presentation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So Cuneo looks down and then looks up and then heads into the other room with the board. Abraxas put that together, didn't he? Yes. <laughs> Cuneo just looks over to Buwan. Yeah. Cuneo tells me yes. <laughs> it's I know because it's very attractive in a sort of macabre this is what a wolf would think of <laughs> the cheese kind is a way. nice touch yes the cheese is a lovely touch <laughs> I love that the idea of how we talk about alignments about how everybody's alignment is different applies to food as well when mm-hmm. everybody thinks yeah. of food <laughs> that you, you can almost apply those values to food as well chaotic <laughs> Although, Buon, my friend, you have to you have to admit, as far as a uh, presentation goes, this would not look out of place in some of the finer establishments in White Throne. I will say, with a little bit of uh, skill, Abraxas could be quite the presenter. Yeah, yes. quite a chef he is. Natural talent, you can't teach that. Top chef mm-hmm. Iobarian. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, so I offer... Parrying the food, and I'm gonna, if it's all right with you, I'd like to ask you a, a few questions. I'm sure it's obvious, uh, we're not from around here. Can I ask you a few questions about where we are? He takes the crow head, takes a bite out of it, and yeah, I'd be happy to help. You all have absolutely no idea where you're at. You know, you know you're in Iobaria, but Iobaria is not a land that has been traversed mm-hmm. a lot, so any maps that are in the inner sea countries are very old if they even exist. I think Buwan might have happened upon one at some point kind of thing, but it would be so outdated and so incorrect that it's pretty much useless. So none of you know where you are. Oh, okay. Well, that gives me a good idea. Buwan, do you have a paper and anything to write with in your pack? Does the night sky have stars? I mean, I figured it was a stupid question, but... And he takes out a bunch of paper. He has, like, a map-making kit. He just, just pops it out. We're completely lost here. Would you be so kind as to sort of draw us sort of a rough map of the area or, or help Boomon construct one? We do not share locations of this land because that could endanger our tribes. I will, however, gladly lead you to... My tribe, since you have helped free me from the frost giants and saved my life. What were you doing out here and why? And please, please forgive me. I intend no disrespect. Why were you attacking a giant all by yourself? In our tribe, we get rewarded for what we kill. And I saw this weakened frost giant and saw it as an opportunity. It hits really hard. That it does. (laughs) that it does. Well, will your tribe be all right with us uh, coming through and asking questions? Or would it be best if we just escorted you there and 
Well, I, I was Let's going to suggest is, is I will escort you there and then go talk to my father. He is the chieftain of the camp. He's, he puffs out his chest a little bit when he says that. Uh, and he may be able to help you with whatever you need. Although, now that I think about it, I do not know what you need. Why why are you here? We're looking for, for a few things in Iaberia. Uh, and they seem to be located in Artrosia. Do you know where that is? Uh, Braxis, in a little apron, will bring out here's some hot leaf juice for everyone. He found some tea. He's not a tea person. It's hot leaf juice for him, so he brings that out in mismatched teacups. Uh, hopefully he didn't oversteep it. Enjoy. Enjoy. God. He shares what he knows about tea with with Andromeda. <laughs> okay, apparently there's different variants. Observe observe how I lift my pinky and sit. <laughs> like, she uh, Abraxas. <laughs> this is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Pyrian mirroring Pippa with his t- pinky up in the air and he just sips the tea. Uh, just, this is quite good. He brought out the correct cup size for Pippa. Ooh. Because that's the correct size. He brings the abnormally larger ones for everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I would expect nothing less from my sweet, sweet baby angel, Abraxas. I know nothing of this Artrosia you speak of. However, my, my dad, the chief, is very fluent in a lot of knowledge. Kind of like what, you know, how a lot of teenagers will think their par- the world of their parents. Mm. Uh, it, you get that kind of impression. Like, it's just like his dad is the person who will have all the answers. My dad's the coolest. God, My dad could totally beat up your dad. <laughs> exactly. <So sweet. laughs> Although in this situation, he might actually be it too. Yeah. <laughs> That's very true. Pippa, kind of at seeing this, is so filled up with a sort of nostalgia for that feeling. It's been a long time since she's thought of her parents as people who had all the answers or could fix something. Feeling suddenly sort of wistful and uh, very charmed by this young person, but also now doubts that the centaurs are going to be of much help, but it's it's a place to start. I want to show off my cool stew recipe that I actually got from Buwan back in the day. I want to be able to show that I've mastered the recipe infused with rosemary and delicious spices. So we're putting that together. Roll me a cooking. So that's 22 all together. Woo! Uh, wow. All of you, this is probably one of the most savory stews you've ever had. The spices just walk through your nose and you feel energized by it as you all get a plus one for the day on all your rolls. Oh, that's right. With- Landed on Betty for my magical ladle. (laughs) (laughs) Betty, the magical wooden spoon. What do you all want to do? Well, I mean, I kind of, I'm leaving that up to everybody else. I'm doing fine. I could easily actually venture out uh, today because I am, thanks to Andromeda and uh, Buon and Abraxas and literally everybody protecting me, (laughs) I'm in great shape. (laughs) Uh, So I'm going to leave that up to everybody else, I guess. I'm good to travel. I was about to yeah. say, we, we could, I mean, can't you take 20 on, on use magical device, Abby? And then we could just have the hut walk us there? Well, Dustin was saying earlier that there really isn't anywhere for the hut to go. Like this, this clearing is kind of, I mean, is that, is that accurate, Dustin? Yeah, like the clearing hmm. is, is, is a drop off point. The hut can't go anywhere beyond um, because is- the tree... The trees are very dense. Mm. This is why Baba Yaga always picks the same spot to pour it in. It's mm. 
Yeah. Probably. So anywhere we're anywhere we go has to be on foot slash carried by a frost giant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could always leave one here to guard the. Just throwing that out well, there. Unless you guys are longer gone longer than two days, then you might have a destroyed hut when you yeah, get back. I would. I could say. Yeah, so we. Yeah. Guard this for three days, and on the fourth day, travel north as fast as your feet can carry you. There you go. Can you command them to forget? Oh, God, I, I don't think, think I... you could. They would forget until the thing wore off, oh. and then they'd remember. I mean, you could command them to forget, and then they bash themselves in the head until they forget. Cause yourself and, severe oh, mental brain trauma. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. I think they, I mean, you should command them to die. <laughs> right? Me and, me and Jess are on the same page here. <laughs> well, obviously, because you guys are bloodthirsty. Oh, but blood again, thirsty. also amateurs, because remember, I could have them say, act like you're fine, wait till your loved ones are asleep and slaughter your These camp. These things nearly Yeah, but you're too nice us. to do that. All of Abraxas us. Braxis is too nice. Well, I could do that if I... <laughs> Don't let the burden crush you. Abraxas. I would say that's an acceptable practice of a neutral character. I do not think Pippa would probably be too happy about yeah, it. Yeah, that's. I, well, that's what we were talking about while you were gone. Because my, I'm, I'm in a decidedly like chaotic good alignment where, like, I don't mind killing people in battle, but if, if they currently cannot defend themselves, Pippa's not going to be on board. She's she won't do it herself, and she's ceding the de- she's ceding the decision to Abraxas basically, since he is actually in control of them. We could present him to the centaurs as gifts. I'm sure they've <laughs> oh, been at war. I'm hey, sure they're opposing factions. Where it's look, these things have probably caused your people undue hardship. So here's you two of them. You can enact whatever your justice. justice. We're in their land, so it's these um, are evil yeah. creatures. We have to remember that. Yeah. But for Braxis, this is their home territory, and that's why he he's fine acceding to. There's he's a traveler, so if he accedes to their laws, great. But again, if they oh, don't I'm make saying the, trip, the giants so are evil, not. Yeah. Oh no! Oh yeah, the giants. Parian lights up when you say this. He goes, "This would be a great gift." Fantastic! They are your prisoners. Uh, as they're packing up, because of course Braxis is going to gulp as much of the leftovers as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff his bag full of goodies as much as he can. And he used the um, the cauldron of brewing, the one that lets him change the temperatures. And that's still kind of his backpack, too. So he has that one that he's traveling with. Buon, uh, yes. he passes over his co- this cauldron. Uh, it's a small bronze cauldron that depicts an array of exotic animals, legendary beasts, leering fiends, and hosts of elementals around it. It's beautiful. Uh, this cauldron is specifically attuned for summoned creatures, which I believe is your speciality. It is. Uh, this will enhance your powers and allow you to summon forth more creatures. Uh, I think it's best kept with you. Before he takes it, like he's like he's kind of taken aback, like oh, like that's very nice of you, um, and um, he accepts it, and uh, he has been a little, a little frosty towards Abraxas, and he kind of melts a little bit. And he says, "That is most kind of you. I appreciate it. I, I promise to help you out in battle. This is most needed. Thank you." He nods and continues his packing so before they leave and he transforms for for Pippa 
You look into the forest as you begin heading that way from the clearing around the hut. But Braxis, you feel that this forest is almost never ending. It's dense, entirely comprised of tall trees with long needle-like leaves flustered into spiral arrangements. What you find even more fascinating is the colors. These aren't just mere green winter trees that you're used to. They seem to be multiple shades of colors. Pinks, blues, reds, oranges, greens. Below, the tree branches are thin, losing their leaves from lack of sunlight jutting out like a maze of peeling trunks like skeleton arms. A blanket of fallen needles covers the ground. Locked in the gloom and the cold, the snow ends where the forest begins, nearly barren except for patches of lichen and moss cling to the rocky soil and the lower trunks of towering trees. Parian leads you into this forest and you see him occasionally implementing tracking mechanisms almost it almost feels like there's a secret route to where he's going and he's the only one that knows the path and Abraxas you notice he is employing a lot of things you have learned in your youth as a wolf uh, which you I think appreciate for sure awesome is the snow pretty uh, deep the canopy is so thick that snow is not getting through okay so okay we should probably tie their hands and give mm-hmm. the ropes to Pyrian. These are your prisoners, Pyrian, for your people. Pyrian recommended that anyway, because if he runs into any of his people, he, he wants them to know that he's in control of these frost giants and they don't just come out swinging. Well, then basically. I'm glad I'm proud of it. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> what, a, what a wolfish thought. Abraxas will just serve as his uh, usual mount for Pippa. That way they can keep an eye on each other. And also, you know, Pippa doesn't have to mess up her clothing have it snagged on anything or get it wet with all this disgusting snow you can tell it is very easy to get lost in these forests um it is pretty much looks all the same everywhere you look very barren very ugly you can look up at the trees and the see the leaves in the sky uh, the needles in the sky of all the different colors but that's about the most color you see in in this area the sun literally is blocked out for here so nothing can grow uh and you walk for a long way and eventually uh you see perian lift up his his arm as to pa- as if to stop and um do you all stop Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, He hands over the frost giant rope to Pippa. He walks forward with his hands up, and all of a sudden you see four centaur riders appear out of nowhere. You don't even know where they were at. They just appear. My brothers, I have brought two captured frost giants and some friends. And they all look at each other uh, confused and kind of a little like, yeah, right. And (laughs) then... Uh, then he walks back and he takes the frost giant's rope and he he brings them forward. Uh, and th- you see all the centaurs kind of taken aback. These are my friends. They help capture these giants. Just wanted to be uh, noted that the smallest one is holding the ropes of the <laughs> biggest awesome. one. I was thinking that exact thing. Yeah. I was like, how big are you? Like as big as one of their feet? Like <laughs> this big dragon No air. smaller, definitely. I think I'm about the size of one of their big toes. <laughs> Well, I mean, let's be honest. These ropes aren't really tied on all that strong, nor are they like... I mean, they're they're being held by Abraxas' compulsion. It's not like it's a strength <laughs> thing. But it's but it's just so comical. Love the image. <laughs> I wish we had a ton of fan art people because I would love to see that as fan art. <laughs> Honestly, I might I might just commission that one just because... Uh, Pippa on Abraxas. Holding the ropes of two giants. 
Uh, that's a, that's a story. That's a bard story waiting to happen. It really is. We need to get a bard up in here. I oh, mean, I know I that wish. you've probably got a few. Well, Buwan is writing the books. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's like, I'll write a book about it. I'll be flowery. You see the four centaurs bow their head and they turn around and start walking forward. And Pyrian turns around and waves for all of you to follow. After you walk for what seems like forever, you see in the distance a thin plume of smoke drift above the trees. Soon enough, a large clearing containing a sizable encampment appears throughout the trees. Broad, circular tent hunts made from hides stretched over wooden frames form a crescent around a large campfire. The muddy ground you see is churned with numerous hoof prints. Andromeda's extreme joy at this situation was dampened when she first saw the centaur because A, she couldn't understand him, and B, they had just gotten out of a giant fight but now that she's in like an encampment full of centaurs she has big old starry eyes all over again (laughs) just looking around (laughs) gleefully like this is truly straight out of an adventure book in her mind (laughs) (laughs) when did Andromeda start adventuring just recently right didn't she just leave her abode when not even a week ago until she got to White Throne she had seen nothing of the world well nothing Relatively. <laughs> as far as she knows, she's traveling with a famous author, a princess, and a white wolf. One of those is true. And <laughs> and she's gotten to fight giants in Baba Yaga's hut. She's gotten to talk to centaurs. She's seen fae. She's seen crazy buff lady creatures, whatever those were. Like, she's seen so much more in these past few days than she's seen in her entire life. (laughs) Yeah, it's been like three days. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, see, that's cool. So you arrive in this camp and you see these giant gates open. Perrin takes you immediately to the largest tent in the group. Most of the horses look like your standard horses, but this guy is decked out Claw at Pidesdale's side on his lower body. Like he has these giant hooves. He's wearing this really tough armor and holding a giant battle maul. And he has an ax on his back, furs on over his shoulder, and he looks like Jason Momoa. He does. He does. Braxis's tail is going to start wagging rapidly. <laughs> 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 I think everybody's tail seems to be wagging yeah. rapidly. We want like uh, dust his shoulders off. Like, so a parent steps up and you go, Father, I have brought... And you notice his voice gets a little deeper and he gets a little more serious. I always really? like it when 16-year-olds try to act like adults. I've brought these frost giants that I have helped to capture. They saved my life and I saved theirs. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you know? <laughs> wow, parent. Ruan just smiles. You're the only one who understood that. Yeah. Was- exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Buon's just yeah, we're- <laughs> just smiling to himself and keeping keeping <laughs> shut, but he's like, <laughs> little one. You see the father centaur. He, he's almost boastful with pride as his son tells of this, and his shoulders are back. Ha! That's my son! And he's like, let it be known, my son brought down two frost giants mm. and brought them here for us to torment. I, he looks at all of you, and only Buwan can understand this. I go, I thank you for for bringing him back safely. Uh, young ones can get out and get into trouble, but it looks like that did not happen this time, thankfully. Yes, it was. Great blessings that your son happened upon us when he did. We His aid was beneficial. 
And then he translates this to uh, the rest of the group. But but he like makes sure to be like, by the way, he is gloating to his father. I think it's adorable. Keep up the act. It's adorable. And then, <laughs> and, then and then yeah. Oh, so man. so he'll translate this. But that's what he says, and uh, he'll translate any responses you all like, have to the father. My name is Korak. What brings you to this land? Where did you come from? I have not seen two legs in a very long time. A pleasure, Korak. My name is Pippa. Uh, these are my companions, Andromeda and Buon. And uh, this is Abraxas, who sometimes walks on two legs and sometimes on four. Like you, a little bit split between the worlds. Uh, your son was of great help to us and uh, spoke much of your wisdom. And we've come to ask you uh, for your aid and perhaps your your guidance. Of course, I'd be happy to help. What do you need? Well, we're looking uh, for some information on... We have uh, some items that we have been sent here to retrieve uh, in a place called Artrosia. Have you heard of it? His face instantly turns. Artrosia, that is a cursed land. It goes by so many different names. An unclaimed region, the Witch Wild, the Plague Land. Not many venture towards that area. Why would you want to? We seek the maiden, the mother, and the crone. You seek the, the statues. I do not know much about them. Not many of my clans or any of my neighboring brothers and sisters centaurs travel those lands it is possible to get there but it will be a treacherous path do you sure you all can handle it pippa scratches affectionately at abraxas's shoulder where she's sitting on it and cast andromeda and boo on a sly look and says oh i think we can the fantastic worlds podcast <laughs> is a fantastic pods production we hope you enjoyed the show. If you can't get enough and want to join the FWP community, you can do so by following us on Twitter at Fantastic Pods, checking out how strong our meme game is at Fantastic Worlds Pods on Instagram, or joining our Discord. Want even more of the FWP crew? Consider joining our Patreon at FantasticWorlds.cash. I am Dustin, your game dad master. You can find me at Dustin Alexander on Instagram or Twitter. I'm Abby, and you can find me as Bonanza Famine, and uh, you can just check my bio where I have already updated it to say Pedantic Horse Girl. <laughs> nice. This is Angel, your werewolf wrangler. You can reach me at Espinoza916. This is Jess. I also go by Hank the Clank on Twitter and stuff. This is Logan. I go by MainMan08 on social media. And don't forget, please join the Fantastic World subreddit. Theme song was composed and played by Amy Hankinson. Thank you, Sirenscape, for use of your sound effects and music. Thank you to everyone who's been giving us reviews on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or Stitcher. We hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, do us a favor and help spread the word to friends and family you think may enjoy the show as well. Till next time, I hope you have many fantastic adventures. Woohoo!
<laughs> Thunder crack. Or no, what was that other one? The gristle crack? This is what Badass asks. That was a troll. Uh, oh, <laughs> gristle crack. That person was a. My name is Argentea. <laughs> oh, it's very so common. Be common. That's a very common name, apparently. Really yeah. popular. <laughs> My name is Pyrian. Spell that, please. Let me actually. He's gonna have <laughs> he's, a. He's sick. He's sixteen. I think he's got to. Yeah, be he's a centaur man. He's a proud centaur man. He's gonna have a deeper voice. Well, I mean, voice. I think the appropriate term. Again, sorry, I'm being a pedantic horse girl. Please it's, do. It's. <laughs> No, I love it. There's heavy it's coming subtype up a right lot there. this past couple Heavy subtype, pedantic horse girl. Pedantic. <laughs> no, oh, seriously. Actually, I cha- yeah, I'm changing it. I'm actually probably going to make that. I'm going to make that my Twitter description. Pedantic, <laughs> pedantic horse girl. Please um, do. Um, what is your name, young Colt? And I clicked away from his name. Uh, Mr. Staffordshire. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. and the horse at your service. Full of apples and sauce. It's oh, no. Bojack. Uh, 